The following program contains irreverent humor, brilliant insights, and story elements from television or film that may give away important details. We got spoilers, or as they say in Klingon, Gumaka. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ever since we first saw Ash Tyler in the Klingon prison cell, we wondered if he might be a double agent in the House of Love. In the latest Star Trek Discovery episode, The Wolf Inside, everyone's pretending to be their mirror universe asshole self, and Michael Burnham discovers her boyfriend Ash Tyler has been the albino Klingon Vok all along. Oh my god! Oh my collars! Interspecies romance is nothing new to Star Trek, and they do say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, but considering Vok ate Burnham's captain, this relationship is doomed. What the track? Welcome to the podcast where we fabulously explore all the strange new episodes of the TV series Star Trek Discovery. I'm the ship's slave, Fausto Fernos, who still manages to give sexy sponge baths to my ruthless master, our chief of security, Mark Felian. More lather, boy. Yes, sir. Please welcome our captain in the mirror universe, Colette Gregory, who maintains order on the ship with a flip-flop that she'll throw at you if you act up. These is red bottom. These is bloody shoes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for your mercy, Captain Colette. You are so good to us. You're welcome. Hail Colette. Yeah, don't be having me in Hitler status over here, okay? You're the Hitler in the Mary universe. Mm. You murdered I'm millions of people. I'm the Hitler. She's got a Hitler mustache down there. <laughs> down there. Mm-hmm. And the oh man who puts petty in petty officer, Brian Sweeney. He's been genetically engineered to resemble a human being and won't shut up about it. You can say something now, Brian. Yeah, I'm sorry. The last thing I heard was genetically engineered. I think I pressed something. I'm sorry. Stop touching things with your dick. (laughs) That was my balls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, tell the joke one more time. And the man who puts the petty in petty officer, Brian Sweeney. He's been genetically engineered to resemble a human being and won't shut up about it. Hey, guys. Look, I'm a human being. (laughs) Shut up, Brian. Shut up, Brian. (laughs) Jesus. Look at this scrotum. It's a human scrotum. Hey, stop with the Vok cock jokes. <laughs> Look at my sphincter. My wow. Klingon sphincter. I mean, human sphincter. <laughs> but what is love? What else do you want to show us, I Brian? hate when I get Klingons on my sphincter. That's <laughs> why so I use those Charmin wet naps. Stay, around, stay away from Uranus. Mm-hmm. So, folks, uh, were you all shocked when Ash reveals himself to, to be Vok? Vok give you the shock. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't see. Uh, it's not like we didn't see that coming. <laughs> not since Revenge of the Sith. When Emperor Palpatine turned out, or Senator Palpatine turned out to be Emperor Palpatine, have I been that shocked? <laughs> but you knew Senator Palpatine was going to be Emperor, right? No, there was no possible way. I think he's being sarcastic. <laughs> right. Uh, so my whole thing is, like, I feel really, really bad for Michael Burnham because, like, this is her first time because clearly they did it. Mm-hmm. And that was her first time, like, seeing a penis and, like, it was some type of, you know, altered plastic surgery penis. And she didn't know if, like, that's what human penises are supposed to look like. <laughs> and then did he come in her? And if he did come in her, can she have, like, a half Klingon baby? Or, like, did they use some type of special Klingon barrier? Like, I just, your first time should not be with a Klingon. That's all I'm saying. Well, this- he definitely, he you definitely know. came in her. <laughs> How well, could you tell? But which hole, though? You, you can just tell. She, she looked like she was a couple ounces heavier. Uh, Afterward, yeah. Well, you know, she was really wearing it. You know, in some ways, she's probably lucky that she had sex with him in his human form first, because you know, Klingons are beasts in the bedroom. They break ribs, they tear people apart, they bite and stuff. Mm. And I, I imagine he kind of went pretty gentle on her. Collette actually yeah, kind of likes the idea. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little kink in the bedroom. That's all I'm saying. I, I like, yeah, I like a man Klingon, being charge. Klingons draw blood. Like they scratch each other before they have Listen, sex. I, yeah, I bleed, bleed all the already. time. I'm picking right. my I'm nose. I'm bleeding right now. Yeah, nice. it's like you want to stop bleeding out of your nose, Brian. Get your finger out of there. <laughs> oh, that's true. 
Uh, Listen, you know, with with the Ashvok revelation, it, I thought it was really great the way the actor sort of went from you know half from Seattle to you know voice. But this, I want to let throw this on you guys. What? Okay, lay it on me. Star Trek is always an allegory for the times we live in. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, crazy, right? And so, what has been the major issue of our day? Donald this Trump. year, Donald Trump, mm-hmm. but a divided America, right? Mm-hmm. A divided world. A Cheeto masquerading as president mm-hmm. and human being. Yeah. So maybe the relationship between Ash slash Vok and Michael Burnham is setting up for the next season that Earth is going to because because in the in the I guess in the original series. Earth, the Federation is not at war with the Klingons. Well, the original series, they were at war. They were in a Cold War. No, Cold war. they were in a Cold War just the same way as, because uh, Klingons were Russians. Mm-hmm. But right now we're in a hot war, a very sexy in the bedroom war. Mm-hmm. And maybe Michael Burnham. But who are we in a hot war with? With the, with I mean, the we're Klingons. several yeah. countries. But right but now we're active? divided. The war in the United States is that we're a divided nation. And so in some ways it's wi- walking a mile in someone else's moccasins. Maybe Michael Burnham's sweet, tender love for Ash slash Vok is going to melt his heart and set the dominoes in motion to bring some sort of you know, reconciliation to the Klingon Empire. So she's well, like, I mean, I've had Klingon it, dick. <laughs> We're all the same. We all come the same. We all well, come the, pr- the same color. Yeah. The, pr- the problem with that is... That's beautiful. There was a Martin Luther King speech that went something like that, right? Yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, that was a beautiful, beautiful speech. Yesterday was Martin Luther King Day, and I was thinking about how black dicks and white dicks, they all come pearly white. Mm. Come and this isn't is that what matters? Just that we all just shoot big white cum ropes, and isn't that like no matter if so, like Muslims, Jews, Gentiles, Protestants, and Catholics? Mm-hmm. I had a dream, but we don't, it was a very sweet, wet dream. But we don't yeah. know what color Klingon cum is, it could be green for all we Let's know. Let's just assume that it's white. Well, but what I was going to say was uh, the problem. The problem with that theory is that they have made this canon, and mm-hmm. so this takes place ten years before the original series. So we don't make peace with the Klingons until Star Trek Sixty and Discovered Country when Praxis blows up. Yeah, that's what sets forth uh, opening up things so that we get into the next generation when Worf becomes the first Klingon officer mm-hmm. for Star Trek. But we can go from like full on war that we have now to just like a, a de-escalation of, of fighting, right? I think there's an old Klingon proverb that said And what does that mean? It means blood is thicker than water but cum is thicker than blood. That is true. I forgot about that. That's from episode 36. Yeah. <laughs> and so the idea is that maybe the romance between Michael Burnham and Ash is going to have some impact in the, the, the tensions, the war between the Federation and the Klingons. Well, Ash has had some impact on that vulva, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Damn. First impact. Is, 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 is Michael Burnham having a hard time right now? I mean, her world yeah, is being worked. She like had some vulva. hard times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at least she's getting some sponge baths from Saru, right? Sweet, sweet yeah. Saru love. You know? I, they cut away right when they were going to show her butt. I thought that that was, I thought that they were going to do it like the Star Trek. I was like, oh man, is this going to be like a butt scene? But then they just cut it right away. Okay, you think every scene is going to be a butt scene, so that means nothing. Look, some people look at the world and say, why? I look at things and say, why not? You know, why not show a butt? Well, the thing is, though, too, is like, because now you're on, like, you know, CBS All Access. It's behind a firewall. And so it's a perfect time to show a butt. You know, it's not like it's. And even nowadays on normal television, you can show a butt. Yeah. They showed Picard's butt in Next Generation when he, in uh, Chain of Command when he was being tortured by Cardassians. They didn't show his butts. <laughs> they did. Yes, they did. Are you being serious or are you joking? I swear to God they did. He would remember. Oh, yeah. Like 95% of his brain is like dedicated to butt. That's what the, I see three lights. Drive. Is that the episode with the three lights? Yes. Yeah. 
Oh. <laughs> he strips them and leaves them nude, and you can see Picard's butt. There are and three and lights and, and two buttocks. <laughs> and like, two and a half teaspoons of cum. <laughs> we did get to see Michael Burnham in that like sexy lacy Teddy number at the beginning. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was a win. like a that was like a Playboy Playmate lingerie video. Yeah. Like she was just walking around with this like ninety soft lighting and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the lighting is different in the mirror universe, right? Yeah, it's all sexy. Everyone's it's uplit. Yeah. The golden hour of sex. Yeah, but then, but, see, like, here's what was so weird about the non-butt bath. <laughs> there was, like, this sexiness, and, like, I'm, I'm being serious here. Like, it was, it's weird because there was, like, this sexiness of her waking up, and, like, she's in, like, bare feet and lingerie, and, like, the first thing you see is, like, her bare feet, like, step down, and then she, like, walks like a cat to her bath, and then she has a sponge bath. And then everyone just get, and then the next, the next shot is her in front of a mirror completely covered up to her neck. And then everyone is, it was just, it was a very weird thing because it was, that's, I thought that they were trying to show that like the difference with the like sexiness and like dangerous nature of like this world. But then it was like, no, actually everyone dresses super conservative and in battle gear all the time. (laughs) Well, you know, I, the thing is, because that mirror universe is that people get all sexed up in that mirror universe. So they wanted to show that kind of side. But I, I guess they were afraid of, like, where are we going to take this? But although I have to say we've seen more intimacy between Ash and Vox than we have seen before. Right. We haven't really seen them, you know, in that kind of an intimate setting. You mean Michael much. Burnham and Mike, Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. And Ash. Ash, yeah. Ash and uh, Ash. And, no, he was talking about the masturbation. It's possible for Ash to make love to Vox in oh, this yeah. episode. Oh, I mean, yeah. they fought with each other. Why not make love to each other? I mean, he like, did say like he is inside me which i was like um that was a little gay <laughs> and that scene i was like he inside you <laughs> i i love it when actors you know make love to their mirror universe mm-hmm. counterparts i mean isn't that what the mirror universe is all for yeah because you can do things that you could normally not do in your own universe uh, my, was michael burnham kind of being an asshole by not telling saru that you know, in the, in the mirror universe, you're my bitch. <laughs> that was strange. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, what the fuck? Like, that's a really long ass question to ask Saru. Like, what do you expect this answer to be? If it's like, you're like, oh, really quick, really quick. Have you found any of my species here? And it's like, oh, yes, here's what's going on. Like, Shut up, Saru. We have a job to do. I mean, mm-hmm. technically, like, there weren't others of him. There was just him being a bitch. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it would have just made him sad. He'll be all right. Yeah. I, I, well, would, think, I would love to get a bath, sponge bath by but Saru. Yeah, I do, I do kind of wonder what her motivation <laughs> for, like, like lying to him was. Was that, was that just because she wanted to stay focused on the job? She wanted him to stay focused on the job? No, I think it was mercy. I think it was supposed yeah. to be, like, mercy. But uh, I don't know. Is like if if the worst of all worlds is that you have to give Sinequa Martin Green sponge bath? Like that doesn't seem that bad. Mm-hmm. I, I am fine uh, with being Sinequa a slave Martin with no Green name. Is so like I've been watching press interviews with her, and she's so like Valley Girl. Like oh my god, I'm on Star Trek. It's such a great show. Everybody, I love y'all. You know, and it's like, and she's such a great actor mm-hmm. to transform herself into this like Vulcan. Cold, calm, reasoned. But you know, this her her character is not too much different than what she was on The Walking Dead. In The Walking Dead, she kind of became a very serious kind of person too, because you know you're dealing with all these zombies coming after you, and you're seeing everybody. And you're that's probably how she got the part. It was probably very easy to see her as Michael Burnham (laughs) after seeing her in The Walking Mm -hmm. Dead. Well, this was, but this was like this episode was one of the first times we've been able to see her show any type of range. In her acting, and that that goes for a lot of the characters. Like, mm. there was a lot of character moments, which is what I've been complaining about the entire time. Is like <laughs> they took time. Like they had scenes with people just talking to one another about like what was going on and what they wanted. And it include like Lorca had a scene where he was like the end justifies terrible means and stuff like that. And obviously. Uh, Michael Burnham had a lot. Ash Tyler had some. And then all the stuff with uh, Sarek and the Andorian and Vok and stuff, like, it was really, like, this episode, it seemed like the episode sort of, the show, and this happens a lot 
when you get to the end of a season, shows oftentimes will snap into focus because they are heading toward a set thing that they want to end the season at. So you start going, they start like barreling to the point where they know where they want to get to. So they're, they don't just have a bunch of time to like waste. And so like you have a, a really like strong story where things are moving forward and it feels like things are actually happening and they have to get from one point to the other. And you don't really get that a lot with this show, but with this, there were, it seemed like there was danger and there was like elements that were like thrilling. And there were like, even though like uh, Michelle Yao, like when she comes in, it wasn't, surprising necessarily because like it was possible that she was going to be there like it wasn't like oh my god but but yeah well i wouldn't i don't know about i just knew that it was a possibility Mm -hmm. and but it still was like a great reveal like they played it really well like i really liked michael i like michael burnham burnham's reaction i liked all the reactions and i liked how much like people just were like oh shit like it's uh oh it's her and that was really and and i like michael's reactions though Lorca's reaction he had a little smirk on his face when he saw the emperor yeah i i don't know about Lorca. i know that everyone's guessing that he's from the mirror universe and stuff i don't know if that's necessarily the case i don't think that that's the case but because they even i i i i think that it's just that he's a damaged person and we're not supposed to know exactly what he is I, again i always go back to how this was brian fuller's show and then it took so long because they couldn't get it right and then he was sort of let go or he left and then other people picked it up so i feel like Lorca was never perfectly crystallized into like a lot of these characters i feel like none of them were really understood for what they were supposed to be going forward. And I think that that's been a big problem with the show, but I think that it's gotten a lot better. And I think that, uh, Sarek's mind meld and showing who she is and Sarek being able to like, tell us the audience, she doesn't mean us harm. And she's like, not like, that was a huge thing. That was a huge thing for us to know who she is and like what she is and what she actually wants. The mirror universe isn't necessarily so bad because in this universe, her dad actually says nice things about her. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> well, it's kind of weird. He didn't really know who she was. Right. So there wasn't he never dealt with her counterpart. Right. In I think very- maybe. Well, I mean, in the mirror universe, Spock is working with the Terrans. He's he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But in this mirror universe, uh, her father, Sarek, is is a good guy. It's interesting, though, that like he, you know, read her thoughts and then did the, the mind meld and saw that he was her father. It wasn't like, um, hey, this questions. is uh, so I don't recall having a black daughter, uh, <laughs> you know, so I just was very, very curious that he did not mention that he was like, oh, no, she's good. She's good. Like he was trying to keep it on a low. So he's still shady daddy. It does all get messy because then you have to say, like, well, who is mere Amanda? And then they had Mir Spock, who then goes to the Terran Empire. But, like, how do Sarek and, like, the Sarek, whatever, who cares? Well, like, when the Enterprise went into the Mirror Universe, like, the the Vulcans on board of Enterprise, they were enslaved. So, you know, I guess technically Spock was probably enslaved by Kirk. Or he was rebelling. He he was uh, Uncle Tom. But where did Amanda come from? Spock's mom. You know, horny Earth girl. So, but where did she, she was a horny? So she had sex with a slave. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be the first time. time. Hello, Thomas Jefferson. Okay, here's a question. So, is there only one mirror universe, or are there multiple mirror universes? There's multiple. Mm. There's okay. infinite universes. But in Alice in Wonderland, that the the this series is sort of borrowing. There, the, there's only one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, through the looking glass. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we're going to be exploring multiverses right. in this series. But, this the, is but the, the one where Spock, you know, wasn't his son or whatever, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same mirror universe that they're in now. I think okay. it is the same, yeah. Oh, okay. It I is. The, same. That's okay. the, one, the one with the Terran universe mm-hmm. that they're in was the one that has been shown on uh, the original series, Enterprise, and Deep Space Nine. Gotcha. And okay. 
Next Generation, they they went to a different alternate universe, and then uh, Voyager, they've gone to other different universes. But yeah, this is the famous Mirror Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the major themes of this uh, episode is people not being who they are and sort of the evil side of a character. And I really can't think too much. I, I mean, I'm thinking of like in Next Generation, Picard becoming Lacutius of Borg mm-hmm. or Deanna Troy sort of becoming a Romulan spy. But, uh, you know, it's really nice to see sort of this much more complicated character development mm-hmm. in this series that we're really not seen mm-hmm. yet in Star Trek. Well, you've seen it like also in Voyager with like Seska, who is like a, a Cardassian agent dressed up as like a, a Bajoran. And so there was that kind of betrayal there. And then you also saw like some of the Marquis in Next Generation who, uh, what is Ensign Rowe, kind of betrayed everybody because she was just like, I'm going to, you know, join the Marquis and run off and do my well, Marquis things. But you're things. also... Uh- all right, I know. All right, Voyager sucks. Anyway, but the um, <laughs> that but, was necessary. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're for, you're obviously forgetting Data and Lore. Mm-hmm. Lore is Data's brother who had the emotion, who had an emotion chip, and he, it turned him, and he went insane because of it. So Data, Lore is like the evil twin of Data. Mm. So, and, and yes, so, we, well, but in some ways, like the the villainous side of these characters doesn't seem as I don't know. It, it feels much more threatening in in Discovery than it has in the past. It seems well. Like, there's the enemy you know, within. Going, mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to settle up with Seska later. And you they know? did, and they did, and you know. It, it, you don't you you can't imagine someone say, "Well, I guess we'll have to settle up with Vok later." You know, mm-hmm. it's like Vok's in trouble. And the, 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 I'm wondering if they're going to put Vok and Laurel in, you know, companion cells so they can have a conversation with each other. Or? Well, I mean, but they did do all of this on like the in the original series. They did this with the Klingons. They always tried to work with them, and also the Enemy Within, one of the first episodes of the original series, where a transporter accident makes Kirk into two beings, and one of them is like the emotional dark side. And one of them is the nicer guy who can't really make any, uh, make any decisions. And that's, and that's the famous episode. He tries to rape, um, Ensign Janice Rand or Yeoman Rand. And, uh, she scratches him on the face. Did, anyway. Did, yeah. did you guys see the photo that I posted on Facebook and our Instagram, uh, feast of fun, of the new Andorians mm-hmm. feeding a slice of apple pie to George Takei. <laughs> <laughs> They're terrifying. I thought they were adorable. Aww. Thank you. They were the cutest Andorians I've ever seen. So if you guys want to see uh, a very famous photo of me and Mark and George Takei, I was dressed as an Andorian and Mark was dressed as a Vulcan. You can go to our, uh, I guess, uh, what is it? Our, our Facebook page, What the Track Brian, what's the URL for that for the listeners? Um, uh, Star Trek question mark and Star Trek Discovery podcast. So no, but it's a it's Facebook slash what the track right? What the track pod? Yep, that's it. And so you can see uh, photos of uh, and and those were like running in, in the tabloid press for a while. They were like they were all George, over the Inquirer. Yeah, it was like we didn't. Got, we made three hundred bucks from those photos, just to let you guys nice. know. Nice. And uh, I, I think it was um, E Entertainment Channel bought them through a friend of ours, and she was generously to like gave us the money, even mm. you know. But so so, anyways, uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because you know they have new redesigned Andorians and Tellarites, the the pig people. Only the the pig people look more like warthogs. And the Andorians definitely look very icy and and prickly and and I I've always been a big fan of Andorians and I love the direction yeah. they're taking this in. Yeah, the Andorians uh, they what's great about the redesign of well both the Tellarites and the and but especially the Andorians not much has changed uh, from from like the Enterprise had a lot of Andorians on there. Jeffrey mm-hmm. Combs played an Andorian character in a lot of it. And it's the makeup is pretty much the same. The Tellarite, they slightly have added like tusks to it, but it 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 also hasn't changed that much from the Enterprise thing. It's yes, well, it looks that, very I, good. I think the Andorians have a little more like uh, bumps and ridges on their face, right? 
They, they have, uh, I guess, eyebrow ridges mm -hmm. that look like icicles. It very much reminds me, too, of the uh, Thor, the the icicle people that, I guess, Loki. Mm -hmm. The Frost from. Giants. The Frost mm -hmm. Giants. So it's it's sort of uh, that direction. And, you know, it's it, I don't know. I've always had a very soft spot for the Andorians. So it's really fun to see them. Although I like my Andorians cobalt blue and not aquamarine. <laughs> that is a big problem. I have mm. to. <laughs> I think all so, colors are beautiful. <laughs> I that's not that on true. The record. <laughs> that's not true. They're all beautiful. Especially, yeah. So, do are Andorians racist against each other, and do they like? They, they, like, they like the light-skinned ones. The white, yeah. What are they? The Those white ones. Few. They have white Andorians, and I, I don't yeah. think they like the white ones much. There is there is but racism the in the Andorian have, The white planet. ones are also telepathic or something, right? They have special powers. Oh, they got some privileges. Mm -hmm. The white ones have special privileges. <laughs> That's right. Interesting. No, mm -hmm. the white ones are oppressed, and they're the magic Negro. But mm -hmm. in this, you're, it's the magic white or, or ivory. We grow. We grow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It was fun to see uh, some re, you know reintroduced characters, and it's I, I'm really enjoying that aspect of the series. Um, I'm glad that they brought uh, Sarek's goatee back. Yeah, I wish Sarek had mind melded with Tyler. It was what was weird was Why you, I right? thought, mm -hmm. because I well first that entire that scene was like weird because like Tyler's like I'm gonna fucking kill you and then um or and then uh, Michael's just like no stop and she just like stands there and we've seen Michael handle her shit on constant occasions. But well, that's her man, you know. She was torn. That's her boo. <laughs> I, I guess, know, I but she's an officer first. You know, she listened when she she had no problems taking command of a ship. You know, doing mutiny at that point in time too. It's like here she is. She's trying to figure out how these people achieve peace. She's trying to get this information from them, save them, uh, get back to the ship. So I mean, yeah, she had a lot on her mind. But you'd think she'd just like jump in there, give him like a little Vulcan nerve pinch, and set him down. Yeah, she knocked also, out Michelle Yao. You know, and the thing is, other too is like you said is like why didn't you know she should have been like to Sarek like what the what's going on what with this the guy? Vox? Why what the fuck? Why the hell did he yeah. just freak out like this? He it, screamed in in Klingon, spoken mm -hmm. perfect Klingon, and she still didn't care. She was like, whatever. You know what? When I put it on dudes, they scream in all sorts of tongues too. So <laughs> she probably thought it was just that good gushy gushy that she put on him, and you know how I'm speaking a different language, and sometimes it bees like that. That is true. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked yet about Stamets running into himself in. The into the micro, micro in the mirror the, universe in the uh in the spore drive. In the spore drive, yeah. What I force. can't even understand what was going on there. I he's connected to a lot of different universes, right? <sighs> yeah, I that's guess. Right. I don't I, I like it came back and I was like, Oh yeah, the spore drive. Oh good. I forgot about this. <laughs> I, thought, I was like, oh good. Well it's yeah, not like they can hang out in the warp core. You know This is a this is a uh this show, I feel like if you went back and rewatched this, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that fat bug thing. I forgot about that." That mm -hmm. we have for four. What's it? with the tardigrade? The tardigrade that travels through t space and time. And yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of you know references to musicals. That's that's hair of the musical. Well, it's, it's also the walking uh, in space. The tardigrade is also the magic caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland, right? Who are you, girl? The other side of the oh. mushroom, of course. Yeah, the tardigrade was a uh, internet funny. meme that came out like a year or two ago, and uh, I guess they just thought that it would be a good idea. But I thought I, it was strange that that was how they revealed. That Ash Tyler was Vok. Of all the ways that they could reveal it, like it wasn't a mind meld, and it wasn't the triple that, like in um, that they showed was in Lorca's uh, office and shit. It was just he just they just, just said it. He just says well, it. It was triggered because he saw his own reflection. He was just like, "Wait a second, this is fucking me up." Brian is right though, and I don't say that very lightly or often. <laughs> Is that the uh, the the triple would have been really fun to see the mm -hmm. little furry ball mm -hmm. going? Yeah, you know? that's what I thought. That's what I had my money on mm -hmm. was what it was going to be. So I was well, sad. In the trouble with triples, 
they there's a Klingon agent who they remade to look like a human, and the only way that they figured out that he was a Klingon spy was the because of the triple how the triple acted. So I thought that they that that was why they had the triple in Lorca's office mm-hmm. because it was like Chekhov's triple. Mm-hmm. But um, no, it was it was just there as like remember tribbles, ha ha ha. We have them too. Yeah, I hope it comes back at some point. Otherwise, that was just like a lame reference. Mm. As most, as a lot of this show is, but this is a good, this was a good episode, I thought. Mm. And it was exciting. I, I liked, I was excited uh, when Michelle Yao came in and I Still hope. couldn't uh, understand her, but. Oh yeah. God. I said I, it. I couldn't understand her. I'm a black woman. I yes. can say it. I don't know what the no, hell she was saying. I had to put the I, um, closed captions on. It was, it is what I said in the pilot episode. It's, it's strange that they hired her because, um, she has such difficulty giving, giving, like saying English dialogue. Mm. Like, so it's strange that they would have, they would hire her to have someone who has to use, have so many scenes of English dialogue. Mm. And she obviously struggles uh, with it, it's just that is a strange thing. Well, yeah. they hire her because she's an action star, and they're hopefully it, going to have some great fight scenes in coming episodes. Well, and also too because she's big in China, so it. they're probably trying to get this in the Asian market. So that might be That's part of the reason. More. And because the she's like is, sixty. Mm-hmm. The other thing too is like you know we're we're you know fairly used to hearing Klingon as a, as a alien language. It was like she could have spoken Chinese to us, and we could have just read the subtitles, and it would have been fine, right? That's what, yeah, that's what I said. I don't know why she's speaking in English. Mm. Like, it's weird. It's weird to hire, first of all, it's, yeah, it's weird to hire a person who doesn't, who obviously English isn't their first language Mm. and they're not that comfortable speaking English or not like that adept or can get Mm -hmm. long chunks of dialogues out and to have it be a, a, a character where it's like, you don't have to speak English. Right. Well, the other thing too, is like, I, they should have hired like a dialogue coach or somebody to really just kind of work with her to hammer out those enunciations. So we understand because you it's, know, it's, it's, yeah. If well, I like can the, sing in Japanese, she can act in English. You can sing in Japanese. Come on to my house, my house, come on. <laughs> come on to my house, my house, come on. So we know how you're getting all these Japanese sailors over here. Come okay. on to my house. Sorry. Yeah, I can sing in Japanese. If I can do this, she can do it. Well, let's ask a Japanese person how your accent is. You know, I went to a, 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 t- a sushi restaurant. And, and of they course, said you were amazing? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a song for children. <laughs> that's a song that's sung by a panda on a children's show. <laughs> But but the thing the like it's they hire for Star Trek they always hire uh, Shakespearean actors mm. like that's what they've usually hired because when you because you have to give out huge weird stupid sounding dialogue and you have to be able to sell it right so it's it, that's why they hire they don't just hire like anyone mm-hmm. well they do now but. Whatever it's, day, it, it was, used to be, it's like you know, Captain Kirk. Uh, he was a Shakespearean actor, and he actually who was uh, in uh, Undiscovered Country, the, the the main Klingon. They actually did Shakespeare together, and that's how we Christopher Plummer, Christopher, Christopher Plummer. Plummer. They, yeah, they used to do Summer Stock together, I guess. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that was David Warner. Yeah, David, well, David Warner and Christopher Plummer, they mm-hmm. well did, yes, uh, yes. David Warner is actually my best friend from elementary school's father. Oh wow! You really? know everybody. Mm-hmm. Whoa! And Your mom's best friends with Avery Brooks. Mm-hmm. And David Warner's child, uh, growing up, was named Melissa, and um, they transitioned, and now their name is Luke Warner. Oh wow! And we're still very good friends. Wow! I just decided to name drop. I mean, like if Fausto <laughs> can sing like twelve, you know, minutes in Japanese, I can do that. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> You can. Thank you. Uh, Brian, can you do a good Shakespearean quote by doing but do Picard? That's Picard. A, a good Shakespearean quote? Yeah, like, to thine own self be true. Or something like that. Uh, 
Do that on self. He says, Oh, what a tangled web we weave, Mr. Data. <laughs> you, you, you sound like uh, one of the villains in the Dark Crystal, the Skeksis. Uh, that that is a very it, it is strange that Patrick Stewart was not in the Dark Crystal. That is <laughs> it is a weird thing. Like, there is there's no way that they didn't think that he should. He was probably dead busy doing Life Force or something. Remember, do you remember Life Force? No, what was that? The movie where um, it's Patrick Stewart and the but they find a naked space vampire and it's just this hot naked woman and she walks around the ship and just kills everyone. No, I just remember uh, him from Dune. Yes, he was. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he was doing that's he was doing the Shakespeare thing in Dune too. Like that's just how Patrick Stewart is. Mm-hmm. Oh, before He's, I forget to bring this, uh, this is a quick aside: the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Uh, upcoming series based on Jim Henson's groundbreaking mm-hmm. film based is, on the hashtag resistance <laughs> is coming next year to Netflix. Ooh. Three young gafflings inspire rebellion against the cruel emperor when they discover a horrifying secret. Ooh, what's the horrifying secret? Mm, I won't tell. <laughs> it's actually a light crystal. They just smoke in the crystal, honey. The dark crystal is is not a meth reference here. Anyway, but so in in the mirror universe, the light is different. Is is Lorca from the mirror universe or not? Is he smoking the crystal or not? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Something. I mean, or have they been there before? Have because I. yeah, you know, because that's the thing is like what this we had. We had, we had, we had Stamets. You know, Stamets came out that one time. And he looked at uh, Tilly and said, uh, "Hey, Captain." And so now she's a captain in this universe. So is he, he's been there before, recognized this person, or does the you know did the mirror universe Stamets tell him this? Uh, I feel like Stamets and Lorca are in on something together, but uh, to what extent that is, I don't know. I would guess that uh, it's more that Lorca had figured out that there's the mirror universe or something. And it's a way for him to like win the war or somehow get his crew back or something like that. Mm. Like it's some, some way that he'll be able to, he's obviously like driven. There's a, he's fine with just putting up with the torture and shit like that, but it also might just be nothing. And Mm. so who knows? Cause we know that they, that's sometimes what they deliver. Just a big fat, nothing. Right. Yes, but it's, I mean, it is, it's a really cool thing to have them be in the mirror universe because mirror universes, alternate universes help us understand who our characters are in regular universes by showing the opposite of how they would, how they deal uh, uh, with things that don't make sense to them. And so it would be even cool to see an entire season of Star Trek Discovery in the mirror universe because that's something that hasn't been shown in Star Trek. And like, once they get back to our universe, it's just going to be the same shit again. Right. Like mm. it's just going to be them exploring strange new worlds and seeking out new civilizations. Mm. But like, what if you could actually do that in the mirror universe? The problem is it's Canon now. So unless they're going to just do like another alternative timeline, like the Chris Pine universe, uh, I don't know Ooh, how they Chris would. Pine. Mm, yeah, I don't, universe. Oh, yeah, like Colette, the Chris Pine universe movies take place in an alternate universe. Ah. That's not. The, that's not the universe that. Uh, Discovery so now. Well, yeah. the thing is, like, what is it? So there's 15 episodes. We just saw the 11th, so that means that there's 12, 13, 14. 11 minus 15 is four. Four. So if there's four left, right? Uh, how much more time are we going to spend in this mirror universe before the end of the season? I'm guessing the whole season's going to be mirror. I mean, it's this is the third episode. Next next week will be the third part of the mirror universe saga or whatever. So the Enterprise used to uh, the last season of Enterprise used to do three episode arcs. Um, three three part arcs are big, but I don't know. I mean, I assume. 
I, I, the next episode, like they still have a lot of like, what do they have to do? They have to get figure job, out get to the gym, lawyer up, delete right. Facebook. Uh, Jim, mm-hmm. Jim, yeah, Jim, laundry chan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, they have to they have to uh, figure out saving Stamets. They have to get back to their own universe, and um, they, they have forget. to figure out the Ash thing. Let's not forget about Stamets and Cruz. Uh, is Dr. That, Cruz dead for good? I mean, he's holding him in his arms. He's got some funky mushroom magic. He obviously is going to do everything they can to bring his Dr. Cruz back to life. Yeah, I mean, yes, Stamets is the big thing. Like, they have to save Stamets, and they have to be able to... Resurrect. Get Get rid of the uh, Culberson board spore drive. Doctor Culvers. So, Culver's so you think they're just going to get rid of the spore drive and it'd be like it never existed? They have to because it doesn't exist in uh, the original series timeline. Mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed. I, I just want to talk about this this idea. In every mirror universe, we've seen the characters go gay. Or bisexual when they flip over to the mirror universe, especially like Kira in Deep Space Nine. And in Discovery, everybody's the same gender, everybody's the same sexuality, same race, same build. Like their mirror universe is only they're just assholes in the in the universe, but otherwise they're exactly the same. Maybe Stamets is a straight dude. That's what I want to see. I would like to see Stamets be more like Steven Stucker's character of Johnny in the film Airplane. You remember him? He was in the, no. he was the uh, oh yes yes he yes, was a yes. manic control room worker. And he's like oh Dorothy Dorothy is you know, <laughs> and, and I, I wanted him uh, like some levity, some Neelix kind of character to be happy or frivolous. It just seems like everybody's so gloomy, you know. Yeah. Well, he was like that in one episode where he was running through the halls and Wilson Cruz was like, sorry about him. And, and like, that was it. And then the next episode, he was like, I don't want to talk about this. Cadet. They, it was, it's a weird show. It's a weird show that gets, it's very, it's slightly schizophrenic in the way that it deals with its characters. You never really know what's going to go, but the gay thing, it's all about, that's like, that's why the sexuality, because it's about vice, it's just sexual. Like, people don't really have love in alternate uh, universes. The Kira thing is the same. She just uses sex as a weapon, because she also she also tries to seduce men in the mirror universe. But wouldn't it be so great if we saw, like, you know, Captain Georgiou with a Fu Manchu mustache or, like, you know, in the mirror universe, uh, Michael Burnham runs into herself and she's a dude or, you know, it's like it, it would be really interesting to explore gender, race and sexuality, you know. I mean, it, it's probably going to get it. We're not there yet as a society to bring these ideas into the show, but I thought it would be fantastic. I think that they have too many things that they're already trying to do and not figuring out how to do them. <laughs> they just keep adding on more stuff and more Michelle Yao's with mustaches. That would probably be a problem. <laughs> we just keep dressing it up and dressing it up and, you know, then you have something dazzling to look at. So do you guys want to if- see more uh, Mirror Universe till the end of the season or do you guys sick of it already? Mm-hmm. Of the mirror universe, yeah. I want to kind of see. You know, I'm, I'm eager to see how this season. I'm sorry, you're fine. You're fine. I, I want to see because you threw that call in in the middle at the end of it. Uh, but uh, you know, I want to see where this goes and how this wraps up, and, and because the season's almost over, and so I'd like to see them get back to our universe, if you will, the good universe. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's so ethnocentric. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I think this mirror universe concept is racist in some degree. Hmm. You know, it's it's that like our side is the good side, their side is evil and fucked up. You know, it's. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think, Colette? Um, I mean, I'm eager to see this whole Vok Ash, uh, Laurel thing be wrapped up. Um, I think that that'll be a really interesting. Um, you know, if it's a battle, if it's uh, a 
clash, if it's uh, if he decides that he loves being human more than he likes being Klingon, whatever direction they decide to go with it. But mm. I'm very curious to see that wrapped up. And I think that that's going to have to happen in the mirror universe. So I think we can, you know, figure this all out at the end of the season. And then maybe there'll be some other cliffhanger um, in the in our universe at the end of the season. Yeah, because who knows what kind of universe they're going to come back to. Right. Mm-hmm. Colette, did you watch Buffy? I watched like the first three seasons of Buffy. Well, Spike, who was a bad guy when we made him a very bad vampire guy mm-hmm. he becomes a good guy yeah, uh, about near that, the yeah. end and mm-hmm. so in like the last season and a half he's uh he's one of like the gang but mm-hmm. he's still like there's still problems like it's obviously like it's not okay like you've killed a lot of people and right. you're a bad guy and now you're good but that's still like we can't just completely accept that yeah, and that's always that is a like great dynamic for a Mm -hmm. character and that's what i'm hoping for ash i hope ash does stick around as a human and he is yes but but and he uh has like and so he gets to have a character where even more so than michael burnham like we are not okay with this guy. Yeah. Like this guy, he he's on our ship, but he's not okay. Like we will accept in the same way as they did the same thing with seven of nine. Colette, who was a Borg. I don't know if you know, in Voyager and Picard became one of the Borg, the Borg are bad guys. And he killed a bunch of people. I just want to remind back, everyone that I predicted that there was going to be a clash between Michael Burnham and the light-skinned Klingon, and that's what happened. So, I seen yes. that. I'm just realizing <laughs> that she's made out with a person who ate the body of her old captain. Ultimate yes. bad boy! <laughs> <laughs> but I would also... There's be a love triangle between Ash, Laurel, and Michael Burnham. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is something that I'm really... I like. I this, this is all pending on how well they actually are able to handle this, but, like, if they can do that and, like, have it be Laurel and Michael and Ash and Ash having still having feelings and not just like hatred, like there's still some kind of like love or something there for Laurel and not just because of like Stockholm syndrome or abuse, but like they actually did have a connection when he was a Klingon. Like it's not her fault that, you know, he, he wanted this. It's just that now whatever he's a different thing now or whatever yeah, he is and he's so like, got like two brains now right but like fighting over a dude is so trite i want to see queens come together i want to see laurel and michael come together because laurel is secretly black i can tell number one her name laurel number two she always scheming so she a sister so i want to see them come together and be like you know what we don't need you ash tyler vok your dick is lame anyway and then like they are the ones who unite the humans and the klingons well, don't As Google queens. the actress. Don't Google the actress who plays Laurel. You I won't was like talking her. about you like the, the character. Mm. The character. Laurel. Laurel yeah. is a black name. Well, Laurel is also a reference to uh, Dreamgirls. 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 Exactly. And uh, her character in Dreamgirls, she was caught in the middle between mm-hmm. um, Effie. Effie White and Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> well, Dina. Dina. Mm-hmm. Otherwise known as. Mary, was mm-hmm. it Mary? No. Dina? Medina. But she's caught. She, Laurel's caught yeah. in the middle of the two, yeah. uh, and and so I mean, in some ways, musical knowing musical theater is going to help you navigate through Star Trek Discovery. Did somebody uh, die in Rent and come back to life? Uh, yes, Angel does. I don't uh, know how no, it Angel ends. dies, but Mimi comes back to life in okay. Rent. Yeah, in Rent. Oh. So there you go, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. And they're all gonna at the end of the season. They're all gonna think, sing five thousand twenty-five. That was in sport. In Japanese, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the actor who plays uh, Ash is a British guy. Mm-hmm. That might that might be that must be why his American accent's all over the place. Mm. And I guess uh, I watched the uh, After Trek uh, episode, and they talked. The he said that uh, the actor who played Vok. Or whatever the name is actually his father's name, his dead father's name. Ah. Oh. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, uh. Okay. So uh, uh, Mar- uh, Mark's weighed in. Colette's weighed in. Um, I would love to see just a spinoff of the Mirror Universe, or at the very least have one character let left behind sort of the way Neelix was ditched on Star Trek Voyager towards the end of the season. I would like a Neelix spinoff. That's like a sitcom <laughs> and it's sort of like the Ropers, but it's Neelix and his stupid family. Oh, Armadillo. That sounds great. <laughs> and they just go around looking for junk and it sucks. <laughs> So it's like Sanford and Sons? <laughs> no, it's like the Ropers. Oh, okay. <laughs> or I would prefer Star Trek Discovery become more like Three's Company, and every week there's like a misunderstanding because someone hears like someone else is getting an abortion or something, but then it turns out that they're actually just going to repaint their room, but it's a whole thing. And maybe, <laughs> who would be Jack Tripper? Ash, I guess? Maybe oh, Ash. I think so, really. Maybe Ash keeps, like, Ash keeps, like, uh, getting hit with doors and tripping over stuff. Ash is the only guy that people want to have sex with, right? It's not. I like, think Lorca's pretty damn sexy. Yeah, he could hit it. Lorca, yeah. yeah. But Cruz and, and Stamets are not, like, sexy, even to gay guys. You don't hear gay guys, like, going, oh, I'm flooding my basement. They mm-hmm. seem like they don't have any genitalia. Like, I think yeah, that they asexual. are very asexual, very sterile depiction of, mm. of a gay couple, which is unfortunate. But maybe we'll see it in like in future episodes. We'll see him get jiggy with it. Maybe we'll see our first, uh, you know, well, I don't know. Is it would be our first three way in Star Trek? Who knows? If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be that. I think right? they're being no, three ways with Kira. No, I think it's going to be Tilly. Tilly, uh, she trying to with everybody. So. Captain Killy. Ca- Captain Killy, especially there's with that been, crazy haircut. There's been way more than three ways. Remember the fucking founders were all in a big ocean together. <laughs> that's yeah, all that's they true. did. They were they one were big just, gloop. And those Borgs, that's what they do when they go into their little alcoves. They probably just fuck like crazy. Well, that was uh, Zero, um, Unimatrix Zero. Unimatrix Zero, yeah. It was their Tinder where everybody swiped right. Mm. Yeah, what's uh, Anaka? Is that what somebody's name is? Anaka. 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 Uh, Ani, you're in this mere universe. (laughs) How rude. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what if uh, in the mirror universe they find Jar Jar? That would be wonderful. Finally, the um- crossover we wanting to see. And Unkar Plunt from uh, The Force Awakens who says, one quarter portion. That's who I think should be in the... Never mind. Well, the Enjoy only, the only crossovers that I've uh, are official canon is that R2-D2 was seen floating in space junk in the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. Yeah, and there's a there's a couple of them, actually. I can't remember. But yeah, because Industrial Lights and Magic handled uh, most of the Star Trek movies, so they would always throw in like a Star Wars thing. And there's, But there is Star Trek stuff, too, in Star Wars movies, but I can't remember what, it, what exactly. But and then in Star, Wars, in, in Star Wars, E.T., the extraterrestrial is part oh, of the yeah. intergalactic senate. Yeah, the space kind of space senate. And uh, in Journey, what is it, Battle Beyond the Stars? Journey to, never mind. <laughs> hey guys, we want to remind you that What the Trek is made possible by because of general support of fabulous people like you. Go to feastoffun.com slash donate and make a one-time contribution so our sound can sound better. Mm. Uh, because otherwise it's going to be... Basically, right now we got a tin can audio. We've got some stuff that's going on <laughs> on the fritz. Some compressor issues and our stuff. Our compressor so is stuff has 15 to be. years old and has been running consistently every... Almost every day for 15 years. Mm. Um, and uh, basically it's, you know, they said... Take her out to her pasture and shoot her. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It was so, like a mice and men. <laughs> yeah. It was worse. It was worse, than the, it was worse than the last scene. Like, 
turn around and shot. Oh, poor guy. Turn around every <laughs> now oh, and then. Man has a downbeat ending, <laughs> guys. Yeah, it's Stay not. It's not a, you know. It's not very uplifting. But I actually kind of enjoyed having uh, Brian on on the phone because we can just you know turn him off like a machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so nice. Uh, <laughs> also, thanks, guys. You like catered this beautiful meal, and you oh. had all these specialty cocktails, which you usually do don't do when Brian's here. So thank you yeah, all for this. We wanted to roll out the red carpet for uh, you. These martinis were amazing. These blue Andorian uh, martinis. <laughs> I have a moxicillin here. So mm. Do you like your science. foot? Muscle? Massage that I brought yes. over. That was really nice. Yeah, right? that was so great as well. Ugh, I Don't really appreciate it. Don't forget to take it. your gift basket when you leave. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so many good sex toys in there. Things I hadn't even heard of I, yet. Do you actually want a sex toy? Because I can give you one because we just went to the closing Ooh. of a bathhouse tonight. Is it a used one? No, no. It's actually in a container. <laughs> I, have, I have a white one and a black one. Why did it uh, You can choose your race of uh, uh, what you got I'll, fucked I'll, by. I'll see what it is first. The bathhouse had been open for like 40 years and gone through many different incarnations. You know, it's a part bar, part uh, restaurant, part disco. And, you know, <laughs> the last few years it's just been a bathhouse. But the guy who owned it, he died and the, the people uh, decided, you know, it's time to move on from that. And so they had a closing. Yeah. They've had a couple of big closing parties that a lot of people went to tonight. And then uh, before, previously, and then tonight they had like a small group. It was a lot of uh, people that were close to the, uh, them and uh, some media people and so we were invited and we had a scavenger hunt so we got to we had little flashlights and we went a dark a dark bathhouse that had been mostly gutted of everything and had to find like cock rings uh condoms lube uh cockroaches all sorts of stuff (laughs) that's so beautiful but actually Fausto and I met in an area that was uh you know the first time we met was in the bar that had since been like overtaken by the bathhouse so we have a little picture of us well Right where we met in that little spot. I went up to Mark and I said, don't I know you from the internet? And here we are all these years later on the Beautiful. internet together. Beautiful. It's a full how, circle. How quick did you guys start boning? Right then. Oh, well, we nice. met. We or were, were you already? To, I went back to his, we started making out probably within the first 10 minutes. And then I went Cute. back to his apartment, like within the first half an hour. Mm, nice. Test them good. It was, it was a hookup, uh, you know, but I came for the sex. But what made me stay is that Mark turned around and said, do you enjoy watching Earth Final Conflict? <laughs> he like, turned around like, like while he was, act? No, while I thought we were done he, he saw that I was really into, into aliens, aliens, and I was watching. You know, I had a. He saw that I had a Carl Sagan's book, Cosmos, and Aww. and some Star Trek paraphernalia, and he's like, "Do you like watching Earth Final Conflict?" And I was like, "Marry me, cute." And that's, you know, ultimately uh, what, what Star Trek is all about, is bringing people together. Bathhouses. You know, well, Quark's, dicks. Well, Quark's uh, hollow suite, basically, it's a bathhouse. Basically. So, even though uh, the owners, your friends, went to the great beyond, the undiscovered country, as Shakespeare calls it. Uh, <laughs> Does he really call it that? Yeah, that's what Shakespeare called uh, death. The undiscovered country. Um, uh, in the future, bathhouses will keep going on, and we're no and you enjoying and exploring each other's butts and all that stuff. That was a really beautiful sentiment, Brian. It <laughs> is Brian, that made uh, as much you, sense as <laughs> Captain Pike talking to you. <laughs> will, you will you do me a favor? Uh, go get the get the keypad of your phone and just press it once. No, I'll, you're on. You're on the phone. You don't have to do a poop. <laughs> that sinus infection is spread to his brain. Just, just press the key like that. Oh my it god! It said I can't. I'm sorry. Oh. The keypad doesn't work on here. I want to see. Well, oh yeah, fuck it. Oh well, it would have been a funny gag. <laughs> hey, Captain Pike, how you doing? Boop. <laughs> Man, this is some good iced tea I made. Uh, do you have to use the bathroom, or did you want to watch television? What do, What do you feel like doing? <laughs> what? I didn't say. Can you say that again? Hey, slow down, slow down, slow down. It's hilarious. And scene, etc. Brian, uh, people can follow you on Twitter. You no longer Brian's dong. I noticed. Oh yeah, you're not uh, mainstream. Yes, I'm the 
Brian Sweeney that the Brian Sweeney, I the think. Brian I, Sweeney. Wait, you're not Brian Sweeney. Oh. It's what? not no the more. Brian Sweeney, it's the Brian what Sweeney. What about on Facebook? I think I'm Brian's dong still because it took too much to uh change that, but I'll change that soon enough. Why did you change it? Are you growing up a little bit, maybe? Or? No. It was just time. I guess. So yeah, I guess I've grown. I've Your changed. Your girlfriend was like, Brian, don't do that. Well, my bathhouse that I used to go to just closed today. So <laughs> I figure that everyone, every, you know, for every everything there is a season. Uh, do you want us to save one of the dildos we got as a as a gift bag for you? Yes, please. No, thank you. The nice and, thing about having a dildo is you can just fuck your girlfriend <laughs> if you don't feel like it. I always feel like it. I'm good, but thank you. One day you'll be like, you know, it's good to have this tool. It's like, it's like you, you we use a hammer. You have a screwdriver. You have a a whisk. You have a potato peeler, mm-hmm. but you also have a citrus citrus zester, yeah. and you don't use a citrus zester every day. Mm-hmm. But when you have it, you are glad you have that in your cabinet. Mm-hmm. Very okay, true. <laughs> make sure just make sure Colette has them. Okay, well, ab- uh, dildos for everyone. Everyone, you get a dildo, you get a dildo, and you get a dildo. Guys, thank you so much for uh, joining us today, and and thanks for listening to What the Trek. Bye. Bye. Bubble. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha